everybody. Welcome to the Talking Disney Classics podcast. And we're really excited this month. We are going to be talking about Enchanted. Going to be super fun. And uh, and I am from Critic Rachel Wagner and Stanford's here. Rachel, hi. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm so excited to talk with you about this great movie. Yeah, this was really fun to get to revisit today. Hadn't watched it in a while. You, know, you always wonder, will it hold up? Uh, and I think if anything, now that we've had disenchanted, it, it feels even better. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this came out in 2007 and it was definitely one of my favorite movies from that year. And traditionally Disney has not been the best at making fun of themselves. <laughs> So I think right. this movie feels even more special in the fact that it pokes fun at itself so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's so uh, unusual when, it, you know, when Disneyland's on making fun of themselves. <laughs> Number one, that they even allow it, you know? Yeah. And then, and then uh, this, of course, it reminds me of, of last year's Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is another one mm -hmm. that I thought really, they were, they nailed it. Mm -hmm. uh, wow it's just yeah. it doesn't happen a lot and no and this like film, those are two of the only ones <laughs> right exactly <laughs> like count them on one hand or yeah. like on two fingers <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, and it was also really special because it did uh bring back 2d animation cell animation for at least the first 13 minutes which is fun oh and it was gorgeously done you know mm -hmm. uh, um whoever they i can't was it james baxter or i can't remember the mm -hmm. you know they, they contracted with him and with an outside firm and they just hit a you know talking about a home run too that hand-drawn animation is gorgeous yeah i learned they, a lot in getting ready for this podcast but you're absolutely right about james baxter animation that uh that they were the ones that were in charge of the 13 minutes of animation because it's it's longer than i remembered that yeah that, that intro yes yeah that's the way it was for me too because i i haven't seen this movie for years mm -hmm. so uh, yeah yeah it was the first disney fairy tale films uh in in many times since uh but it was the first disney film theatrically released in america to feature traditional cell animation since Pooh's heffalump movie in 2005 wow <laughs> I didn't know that Who's Heffalump movie was so such a landmark. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those like, you know, why is you know, from my perspective, it was a cheap goal that I just decided to put in the theater, you know. Yeah. But uh still. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of those Pooh movies actually aren't too bad. Uh I forget which is the one that has the um Carly Simon, if it's Tigger yeah. or yeah, Piglet. I can't remember. Nice. That Carly Simon music's really good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, anyway, you take what you can get, I guess, uh, these days. And they ended up giving getting Kevin Lima to direct. And originally, I guess they went through a bunch of different directors. Uh, they had, because originally they bought the idea for Touchstone in 1997. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what the Wikipedia says that uh, they um, uh, that they originally it was going to be a like R-rated movie, and uh, that they were going to have her be basically like 
a an exotic dancer, a stripper uh, in New York City when she arrives in New York City, or she's mistaken for a stripper uh, when she arrives in New York City. And so it was just like way more sort of R-rated. Um, but then it went through a bunch of drafts and re- rewrites. And uh, originally, I guess Rob Marshall was going to direct it. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. And then John Turtletob uh, was going to direct it because he'd done the uh, National Treasure movies. And then finally, it landed on Kevin Lima, who, of course, did the Goofy movie. So and I, I uh, think kind of Kevin Lima's direction <laughs> is solid in this. You know, I I love the camera work. Yeah. Re- there's just it's just it's really a quality film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was interesting because I just read uh I read Jody Benson's uh book, and of course she has a memorable little role in the movie. And, I love her role in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And she talked about it in the book and because it was her first time ever acting on in a film. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's what well, she, she nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she was talking about Kevin and how he helped her like, get her confidence and, and everything. And and uh, he seems like a really cool guy. I, I follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was very outspoken when Bob Chapek was saying all that nonsense about uh adults not like an animation yeah <laughs> he was yeah. he was very upset i i follow him on twitter too yeah he was like <laughs> i saw those tweets <laughs> yeah i'm like i like this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they of course got stephen schwartz and uh alan, alan, Macon alan to Macon. do the music and the music i was not a bad song in the show i no. don't think i love all the music it's so charming yeah it is and i think that this is one of those movies that really comes down to the star being able to sell it yep like even with all those good things we just talked about uh it really is amy adams movie and she sells it i was thinking the same thing too rachel re-watching it today the amy adams is so fantastic in this role and 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 she just owns it and i also would submit too that the whole cast is terrific in mm-hmm. this yeah uh patrick dempsey i think is such an appealing uh leading man in the in this film and he plays he plays that character i think very well and um Anyway, I just think they're all, and even Idina Menzel, who's got a very much a supporting role. Yeah. Uh, well, and James Marsden is so well, funny. Well, James Marsden is kind of, I think he kind of steals the show in a lot of ways. He, you know? he, once again, never gets the girl, or at least the main girl <laughs> in a movie. That's true. <laughs> He's always the other guy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lima said that they auditioned over 300 actresses for the role of Giselle, that Adam stood out because not only did she look like a Disney princess, but her commitment to the character, her ability to escape into the character's being without ever judging the character was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. It's a, re- it's really a remarkable performance because it could, Yeah it could go so many different directions as we know and she just 
she delivers and she's a, and it's a delight it's just, it's just an absolute delight to watch i can't remember where i first heard this but i think it's an interesting point is that basically enchanted is the girl's version of elf it is the stories are almost <laughs> identical with like the optimistic bright cheerful character from the fantasy world going to new york city falling in love <laughs> <laughs> you know there's some truth to that isn't yeah, there right? <laughs> I, I never thought of it in those terms <laughs> yeah i mean elf was 2003 so it was four it's, years before you know, say yeah kind of close <laughs> semi kind of close <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think what makes both movies work is that they both in in both movies they completely play it straight yeah completely play it exactly straight. there's no like wink wink you know what i mean no. they're like they're like it's just both Will Ferrell and Amy Adams, yeah, so committed in their roles, and and that's what makes it, makes yeah. it work. And it's everybody around so. them plays like they would any other character. It's why yeah. something like it's why something like Muppets Christmas Carol works, or any good Muppet movie. It's because mm -hmm. the 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 human actors play it as if they're in any other and with any other actors. Yeah, you know, Michael Caine is is playing it just the same as he was working with any other Bob Cratchit, but it's Kermit mm -hmm. and that's what makes it work. And I think that's the case here is that they all play it completely, completely straight. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> really well said. Yeah. So it starts out in the 2d animation and it is just so refreshing to see that 2d animation. Uh, you oh, know, I love it. I've, you know, fallen in love with this hybrid animation that we've been getting lately. It's, 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 I love it, but there's something special, especially in a princess movie to get right. that 2d cell animation. I love the opening too, because mm -hmm. it's just right out of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Cinderella, you yeah. know, Sleeping Beauty, uh, just those classic early princess movies mm -hmm. from Disney that, just it's just perfect i mean everything from the title card you know to uh mm -hmm. the book that opens and oh yeah so, so great yeah kevin lima said she's 80 percent snow white with some traits borrowed from cinderella princess aurora uh although her spunkiness comes from ariel yeah and from little mermaid yeah it's, it's perfect that's how i describe it too because <laughs> i just kind of felt i feel like she's more of a combo of of yeah of snow white and of ariel but uh yeah but they definitely threw some Cinderella stuff in too, which I think, you know, and some beauty really works. Yeah. Are you a fan of Rachel's reviews? Do you look forward to Family Movie Night, female film critics panels, or the Talking Disney podcast? If so, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron, you get to access monthly events such as the watch alongs and Q&As, where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry. And you can pick what I review for family movie night, or even become a guest on the podcast. Podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive and I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing and we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. I love the most about her character that I think separates her 
from any of the other princesses is that she is actually called upon to do some mothering. We never see that from any other princess because they're all sort of young ingenues. You know, we never see any any of them really taking care of a child the way that she does with Morgan. And I think that that that's something really special about Giselle. Mm-hmm. I like how they integrate Morgan into this story. Mm-hmm. And she's such a good little actress, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I'm with you. Really, really it's great. Mm-hmm. In the in the into Andalasia, Prince Edward hears her singing, and Nathaniel has been distracting him with all these uh, trolls, chasing trolls, and uh-huh. uh, and but he can't uh, distract him away from Giselle and his, his beautiful singing. And like I said, I think James Marsden is so funny in this movie, even his voice work. I think so too. And I love how, I think that the animation really captured him too. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> it really yeah. looks like, I mean, Giselle looks, looks less like Amy Adams and more like, you know, yeah. Ariel. Just, you know, just a real classic Disney princess, but but uh wow the, the animation is funny too because he's so earnest yeah you know yeah it's so good uh, yeah and uh then we have queen narissa and she's definitely very inspired from the evil queen oh yeah absolutely There's no way kind of evil queen and maleficent right yeah, yeah. And we even have you know a point where she's giving a poison apple <laughs> right. yes, like the, the apple queen. martini <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and then when the one with the apple is on fire and it burns the you know the yes. cyclist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think of susan sarandon as the queen i think she's fine you know i um she's i mean she's the villain and i'm glad she's a strong villain i think she's my least favorite character in the movie but i guess i'm just i'm guessing that probably because she's the villain yeah, I don't feel like it's like this breakthrough villainous performance, but I think she does what she's asked to do. Yeah, I agree. I think they could have made her part a little bit funnier. Yes. Like, like the way they do with Mother Gothel. Yes. Make her character kind of funny and sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that makes her even more villainous. Uh, and, you know, she does become a little bit standard, but even just to have a villain in a Disney movie that's just an outright villain. There's no She's like sympathetic backstory. Yeah. There's no, I'm so over that. I can't even tell you how much I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's nice just to be, a, I'm glad that they just made her a classic yeah. villain from the get-go, from the first frame you see her. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so she throws Giselle down the well and there's no happy to the place where there's no happily ever after <laughs> new york city it's new york city <laughs> and this whole like her first introduction to new york is so well done oh isn't it though yeah yeah when she calls the the little person grumpy and he's like what's <laughs> with you lady <laughs> and the old man who takes her crown and yeah just, it's so good Hilarious. it's so good because she again just wins you know for for amy adams so delivery you know, delivers that mm-hmm. performance uh and i love i just love yeah it's like every stereo t- 
typical New Yorkers thing, you know, or negative thing about New Yorkers thing. <laughs> they kind of exploit. And then uh I love but I what I I, I love so much about Amy Anna's performance too is that she she is clinging on to her optimistic viewpoint, even though she's just in hell. You know, yeah. she's gone from this idyllic <laughs> place to this mysterious live action world, you know, that, that is just and and I don't know how she does it, but she you yeah. can just tell it in her face. Well, it's it's just so funny. Somebody that has no like understanding of sarcasm that that works so well. Yeah. And like she's so funny. She says, Nobody's been nice to me. Welcome to New York. Well, thank you. <laughs> I know. She's like that's. <laughs> I know. Um, and that's she sees really the billboard for the Palace Casino. And uh, she goes up to the sign and uh, falls into Robert's arms, who's the uh, divorce attorney. Uh, I mean, and I, there was probably a pretty big get to get Patrick. I forget. Uh, seems like that. When did Grey's Anatomy start? Yeah. Was he like riding high on Grey's Anatomy at that point? I don't no um uh, yes it would have been because it was 2005 is when it started and this movie was uh, made in 2007 okay. so it would have yeah. been like kind of peak mcdreamy mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was pretty pretty good get Absolutely. and actually now that i think about it uh that what who did she i can't remember in the book jody talks about she thought he was someone else but now i can't remember who she thought he was but she had never watched Grey's Anatomy. She had no idea, like who he actually was. <laughs> who her co-star actually was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's see here. Um, and then she, they help her, and uh, they, he says, "True love's kiss is the most powerful thing in the world." And uh, that's when Edward goes through the well. And he, again, he's just so funny. And I like those guys, the construction people. Oh. <laughs> Every time someone comes out there, it's his, funny. Yeah, it's funny. And particularly his scene. I mean, they're all good. But his, mm-hmm. I think uh, James Mars's is so, so funny. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think of the happy working song? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I, I think the first time I saw the film at theaters, I was in tears, you know, I was laughing so hard because, you know, like what's the why you work and that's, those, I adore those scenes so much. There's just nothing uh-huh. I love more than Snow White or any Disney princess and, and her forest friends. You know, I just love that so much. It's so, yeah, it is a little gross. I have to oh, say it's it disgusting. gives me the squirminess a little bit. It's, oh, like, oh, it's just, it's absolutely and, gr- and, and it's cockroaches. cockroaches. I mean, yeah. it's. That's what makes it, it makes so funny because you know <laughs> yeah. she summons she summons all the creatures and that's all there is right around her you know for the rats and cockroaches of the city and yeah. and pigeons and right. um, you know it's so gross but but I, again it's just just the the I think the lyrics are so clever yeah and it, it, again I just I just think that's the that's poking so much fun at these Disney princess films of the past yet. It doesn't just seem like it's just mean, you know, that it's that yeah. it's like uh or like a Shrek kind of thing yeah. or something, you know. Um 
it really well, for me it worked what do you think about it Rach? oh i agree even if it made me squirm a little bit but oh it's disgusting but- the thing is, is it's not parody just for parody's sake. Like it actually has something to say about the story and her yeah. well-being as character. Yeah. And and I like I like Chip and Dale, and that's pretty much parody for parody's sake. Uh, but it, the jokes are just so good. And I think for the most part, the jokes in the first two Shreks like are funny enough, you know, that's yes. enjoyable. Yes. Um agreed. But uh, but there there's something about this that I think is more winning to me because not only do I love the song and I'm a musical person, but um, but it, you really do see her evolving as a character yeah. throughout the the movie, uh, and so that you know that kind of helps. And when he finds her showering and she's just like, "The shower is magical," <laughs> and the birds, really funny. the birds are holding her towel just perfectly, right. you know, because because <laughs> it's a little it's a little racy, you know, a little saucy, yeah, but uh. But that's, I think, also kind of part of the fun, you know. That, yeah, that, uh, and she makes the dress out of his curtains. <laughs> He's like, I'm not happy here. <laughs> it's like you escaped from a Hallmark card or something. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, is that a good thing? Or whatever she Yeah, responds. which is yeah. funny because that was like before Hallmark was Hallmark. Yeah. Uh, in 2007, they, I don't even, like it in 2006, Hallmark Channel was still airing Star Trek. Oh, wow. Yeah, they didn't actually, I don't know when the first, because they would have Hallmark Hall of Fame movies on CBS uh, for a long time, up until like 2015, 16, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, and but they didn't really start doing uh, what we know of now as like the rom-com slash Christmas movies until about 2014, 2015. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, Countdown to Christmas started around then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it was only, at the, when it first started, it was, I think, only like five, six movies. <laughs> and uh, and now, you know, of course, now it's 41 movies uh, wow. <laughs> just for Christmas alone. Holy smokes. <laughs> So, I mean, that really was just talking about cards, but it's kind of funny now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it does kind of change the meaning of it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we get Nathaniel going through the well, and I think he does. A, he's a lot of fun, Timothy Spall. Oh, Timothy Spall is terrific. Yeah, yeah. he's he, great, great comic relief, and and uh, and I just love too how ultimately he's able to stand up, you know, for himself. But. Yeah when he's writing the book at the end that's funny <laughs> that's funny mm-hmm. yeah but he's and i the, love he's everything yeah and i love everything between him and pip i think pip yes. is so cute and funny pip's, pip's adorable and mm-hmm. really good use of cgi i love how in the human world pip can't talk right I but of course was... giselle can understand what he's saying well exactly yeah. which giselle is... and edward yeah which is funny you know i mean in a way or just or, mm-hmm. or works but, yeah uh, but i just you know it's one of those i remember thinking about this in 2007 when i saw the movie i was like i'm so glad this that this uh squirrel doesn't talk because it just seems like it, it could have been gone south oh, with yeah. that you know Agreed. like just this sassy talking cg animal <laughs> in this movie is like oh please shut up yeah and but when i think probably the biggest laugh of the whole movie is when edward is on top of the bus the steel beast is dead i oh set you free stars <laughs> that is so funny that bus driver is the best 
<laughs> that New York bus driver. I just love, uh, yeah. yeah, hilarious. Well, and Giselle tells Robert that he needs to sing to Nancy. Nancy is his girlfriend, uh, and uh, and she stumbles upon them in an awkward position. And you yep. created a completely unnecessary problem between me and Nancy. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. And, uh, and then she ends up at his uh, divorce uh, firm. Uh, and there's this couple that he's been uh, helping that are fighting over a baseball card at one point. And yeah, this couple, they're, they're getting divorced, right? Yeah. Basically, they're, they're, yeah, they, they're mad at each other and they're getting divorced. Yeah. And Giselle is very upset about this couple divorcing. He, she just can't believe it, <laughs> which is so sweet. Yeah. Her naivete, you know, yeah. is so endearing. And Amy <laughs> Adams, again, she pulls it off, right? She's the one yeah. who makes it. But don't you love, I love that. I love that scene so much. How, well, you know, the things that, I guess it's a combination of complimenting the, the screenwriters as well as, um, mm-hmm. You know, just just everything. Kevin Lima directing it, and because it's so, it's so charming. It's just you know that just shows Giselle's goodness and how she, she like brings people together. You know, she it really people. is so sad. I mean, when a couple f- breaks up, oh, yeah, it's heartbreaking. And I here, remember, I remember please. when my aunt and uncle got divorced, and we saw. It was my uncle was the one that's related to me, right? Um, and uh, so we hadn't seen my, I guess, ex aunt in a while. Yeah. Um, anyway, and we saw her downtown, and I just remember just like after we, you know, said hi, you know, how are you doing, kind of thing. Me and my sister just like crying our eyes out because it was so sad. Sad. Yeah. It was so sad. The family gets <laughs> you know torn apart and it's never the same and yeah. it's, it's really sad and i've yeah. been very fortunate in my life to have been extremely sheltered from divorce uh i mean my parents uh have not weren't are not are not divorced none of my siblings have gotten divorced uh none of my um cousins have gotten divorced amazingly uh and I've had a few aunts and uncles that got divorced, but not that many. I mean, for being, and most of my friends who got married, like when I was in college and stuff, most of them are still married. I've just been very, very lucky in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I certainly have never been divorced. So anyway, it's just kind yeah. of a unique thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I saw this. So then we get the whole thing that the whole, then we get the whole scene with that's how, you know, which and, is a showstopper. Yeah, yeah. So good. And I, I read that that scene in central park, it's the five minute scene took 17 days to finish yeah. due to the changing weather, which allowed only seven sunny days for the scene to be filmed. Oh my the filming, stars was also hampered at times by Pat- Patrick Dempsey's fans. The scene, uh, the scene was choreographed by John O'Connell, who had worked on Moulin Rouge beforehand and included 300 extras and 150 dancers. Oh my goodness. It's, it's so, it's tremendous. And I think one of the reasons it is so great is it's filmed, yeah, it's filmed there on location in the park. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I've wondered that same thing. Thanks for the stats because... <laughs> So like, how many days did this take to film? Because it's elaborate, yeah. You know, and 
and I guess that's one of the things I appreciate about this movie too is they did not go cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, anyway, I think and it shows. Yeah, I mean that's the it, it, here's the this shows the difference between like a television movie budget and a you know yeah. a feature film budget because uh, most of the like Hallmark movies, TV movies, something on Disney Channel or something like that. They have around 12 to 15 days period for the entire shoot. For the whole shoot. Yeah. And here you have yeah. 17 days for five minutes. For one of this one segment. Yeah. Which again is a really important segment, I think, in the show. But yeah. But, uh, wow. Wow. Amazing. And there's an attention to detail that really makes a big difference in a movie like this. Like the fact yes. that Edward goes to stay at the Grand Duke Hotel is just funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> It appears this magic box controls the magic mirror. <laughs> well, and, you know, great stuff on the TV. Paige O'Hara, you know, makes a makes an appearance. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she's she's like in <laughs> uh, like one of the soap operas that he, oh, that he watches. Okay. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, I think it's a soap opera. Yeah, that's and, funny. I didn't know it was her. That's funny. Yeah, and I can't remember <laughs> if there's somebody else on the TV. Uh, Judy coon if i'm not mistaken oh really voice you know pocahontas that's funny she's one of the people that answers the door i think she's you know how he's banging all the doors on the apartment building like i'm here to save you or whatever i think she's the one with all the kids and like the comment was it was like it's too late you know or something (laughs) if i'm not mistaken that's judy coon yeah and nathaniel uh, says to him, "Sire, do you like yourself? What's not to like?" <laughs> That's really good. Jeez. And then you got poor Pip on that hanger. That oh, made me sad. <laughs> so mean. That yeah. he's clever. That was a very clever escape that Pip uh, <laughs> that <laughs> Pip does. And then we get their date. So Giselle learns about what a date is. And uh, then they go to get pizza and he's like, oh, it's not a date because Morgan's here. And that's when she finds out about Morgan's mother. And uh, and it's that's a very sweet scene. Mm-hmm. And she almost drinks the poison apple martini. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sweet <sighs> scene. And, I, you know, and I I thought that that was handled well, mm-hmm. too. Don't, yeah. don't you? Or how, what do you, how do you yeah, feel I agree. Like yeah. I was to say, one of my favorite things about her as a character is that she is, is so nurturing. Mm-hmm. And you really don't get that uh, with any other princess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so, I mean, yeah, the closest I can think of, I mean, I guess with Cinderella, you'd get a little bit where she like kind of mothers the various, you know, her friends, but, uh, but you don't get much. And uh, so it's just special. And uh, then, yeah, Edward knocks on all the doors. Any last words before I dispass? <laughs> he sings too. <laughs> I've been dreaming of <laughs> Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> uh, and Giselle tells Edward that she wants to go on a date. And very sweet scene between uh, her and Morgan. She says goodbye. Oh, it's so so tender, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Rachel, what do you feel about since you know you are the rom rom com queen? I bow to the rom com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as you know, the relationship between 
Patrick, um, you know, yeah, I mean, Robert and and uh, and Giselle. Do you yeah. feel like that that is done proper, you know, well? Or yeah, what's your, take I mean, on? in some ways, I feel like he could probably be played by almost anybody, like anybody that's sort of handsome and charming, you know, kind of. It, it's almost like a Cary Grant kind of role, you know, mm-hmm. in yeah. in just sort of charming and dashing and uh, and but I do think that they have chemistry and yeah. it I works. Chemistry and, too. Yeah. And I wanted to get your opinion on it though. I you're, you're, I approve. Give it my with, yeah. seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if we ever do, I don't think we've done 2007 ranking. 2007 no, no. pretty sure um but i yeah, i would be, be surprised fun. if I, I think this is my number one in 2007 for disney okay yeah pretty sure i can see sure. that because it's yeah it's solid we should do 2007 <laughs> <laughs> I <think so>. <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> yeah i forget where we left off because we, then we went into the 90s it's been a while yeah <laughs> i think we did 2009 i think we did 2009 mistaken. as well yeah so uh but anyway We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So then she leaves, but, and then Narissa comes uh to new york and uh and then we find out that couple from the lawyer's office has made up yeah and then they've reconciled they're getting they're not gonna get divorced after all yeah and they say her eyes really do sparkle which is very sweet <laughs> they were so cute you know that i love those actors yeah I do um, too. it's really you cute. almost could feel like they were really a couple i know that's what i thought too um yeah and you could really feel, really feel the hatred early on and then just the, the <laughs> they, i yeah. thought it was very believable yeah very believable uh and uh, so then she uh she goes back and talks to morgan uh because they're going to go to this ball and uh she says this better than a fairy godmother is her dad's credit card and I just, I, I agree with you. I love her and Morgan together. I think it's just a sweet dynamic. And she also says, I've met so many kind stepmothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which it is, there are a lot of like really wicked stepmothers in, in stories. Uh, and it's because it, for like back when there was Grimm's and, you know, when a lot of these fairy tales were written, it was seen as kind of unnatural or you know kind of something not quite right about it yeah and and so that's why it was written that way a lot of the times or an old maid mm-hmm. is often the villain but uh but yeah the the number of like kindly stepmothers you, thank goodness for um 
for uh, sound of music <laughs> yeah exactly kind of like our primary example of, uh, on like film my stepmother yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, then the thing is i don't love her dress for the ball her purple oh, dress. She, she shows up in the modern dress while everybody yeah. else is in period clothing yeah yeah that seemed say, a little off kind of weird even, like well even not being modern i just didn't love it it just was kind of uh, to me i feel like giselle would have a more fun dress mm-hmm. <laughs> than that I, I mean her her two other dresses that she made were i thought prettier and looked better on amy adams than that dress than that dress personally so but um i'm no judge i'm no fashionista sorry <laughs> i wish i i, I don't have I, I yeah I, the, the only thing to me that was striking was that how modern looking it was yeah um, and same with her hair mm-hmm. uh, yeah but, having it smooth like that flat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i didn't love it but uh, you have this big dance and here is the spot where i think you could have used how you could have had nancy sing for some reason just make her a singer or yeah make her, just, i think this is where you could have had idina sing and it would have fit yes because it's such a big moment it's like at a gala it's at a ball um and they just have like some random guy sing this song that we yeah. don't even know yeah i don't know who that guy is it's one of my i oh i love every song in this movie as i mentioned but i love that song that so close song i think it's i think yeah. it's really romantic and lovely um i thought and plus just the lyrics work so well with what's happening in the film let me see if it says on the soundtrack just like yeah i I remember looking it up at one point or i'm not sure if i owned the soundtrack or not but i sure remember liking it john mclaughlin yeah whoever that who's that sorry john (laughs) i don't know you did a great job yeah you did a great job way to go yeah (laughs) but i would have i i think it would have been a good spot to put ideas that's my primary complaint about this film uh, is is uh that idina is not given a song of yeah. all people to cast in a musical she doesn't sing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know when when I, I always said that but then when disenchanted came out and she had a big song yeah i could kind of understand why they did what they did because her b- voice was just so much it's bigger so big than than amy adams that i do think it would have it would have distracted a little bit yeah. but i think you could have totally had her sing so close and i think you could have totally had her sing the um ever after the final song yeah yeah so yeah because i've always said that too like what <laughs> it makes no sense <laughs> no i agree with you mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, so then uh nancy cuts in and then uh narissa gives uh giselle the apple and uh she takes the bite and collapses and uh, this part gets I, I i do think it gets a little bit like generic but it's fine it does the job as it far as like job. returning to a dragon and yeah, everything it's almost i mean it was inevitable but i but well, mostly inevitable but it felt it feels like it's a little too much you know yeah. I, i'm with you it's like i i mean i know this yeah. classic disney villain finale showdown but but uh i didn't i didn't love it yeah I agree. And uh, and then uh, Nathaniel exposes Narissa and then 
they try to give uh, uh edward tries to give our true love's kiss and then robert kisses her and she wakes up and this this is when nerissa turns into the dragon uh and takes robert and giselle saving robert is kind of fun yeah i like that she she's there to save there to catch him yeah you know and yeah. then nancy finds giselle's shoe it's the perfect fit so it's, she ru- runs off with edward <laughs> yeah which is which i kind of love you know how yeah. nancy's because clearly you know and again they play it was smart how they how it was the film goes that you can tell nancy's instantly attracted you know right. to, the, to, to him <laughs> and uh when when they meet early on and earlier in the film and, and then, yeah i love that that's the little cinderella component so then they both jump into the manhole together. Yeah. And then Robert and Giselle get married and you have the Andalasia fashions and Nathaniel and Pip writing books, which is so funny. Which is so funny. And then I love mm-hmm. that we get a wedding scene with, with Edward and Nancy in the animated mm-hmm. world. And again, beautiful animation just looks so classic Disney, you know, it's the, the, the lighting and everything about it. So great. Like I tell you, Rachel, one of my favorite little segments is is when uh, during this you know end end montage with uh, um, Patrick Dempsey, Amy Adams, and then the, and 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 the little girl all just running around their apartment having fun together. I just love how the camera moves through that scene and how ha- just it just um, there's just so much joy and so much satisfaction that these three are together mm-hmm. uh and again and we know that uh you know that amy adam or the you know that giselle loves this girl too and that i don't know the whole thing just made just yeah. puts a big smile on my face i love it i do too i do too well we got a few comments uh on my twitter uh from our friend darren at nostalgia cast it says it's the movie that kickstarted my eternal crush on Amy Adams. The movie uh-huh. itself is pretty great too. And then he he shares a, a a a tweet from his where he says, "I don't know about awards were awards worthy, but watching Amy Adams chart her performance from literal cartoon character to figurative fish out of water to capable, sophisticated human and enchanted is pretty special." Yeah, and, uh, and then Jacob Martin, he says, I've had a love-hate relationship with it over the years, but I've never truly appreciated the film until now. Very funny and subversive while still feeling like a genuine love letter to why I love Disney movies in the first place. Great songs and Amy Adams at her best. Um, and then uh, Jonathan uh, says, one of my favorite Disney live action films. Uh, and so... Uh, there we go. Some so uh, also we received a message from our friend Matthew David Klein, and he had this to say about the film. Um, first off, how could you not like Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, James Marsden, and Susan Sarandon, among others, in their respective roles? I also love that Kevin Lima returned as director after directing films from branches of Disney like a Goofy movie and Tarzan, for example. I liked how Disney went a different route by having Giselle marry the lawyer instead of Prince Edward. Um, I like it looked as if it originally would happen at the beginning of the film. And the music by Alan Menken was amazing. Even there were one or two films where Menken's music felt 
a little like it that he does an overall great job of creating fun songs and score overall. Enchanted is no exception. I'd say it's a 9.5 out of 10. And I look forward to watching the sequel fairly soon. There we go. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about it in our 2022 ranking, but we both had Disenchanted pretty low. Yeah, Disenchanted, oh. sadly, is 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 not not doesn't match <laughs> the original. It's really, which is such a shame because yeah, I had really, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily, had, I mean, I did have higher expectations for it, but while I was watching Enchanted, Rachel today, I just kept trying to think, why did the sequel? not you know live up to the original and well it is something that i that romantic comedies struggle with sequels yeah for the most part yeah uh hallmark movies any romantic comedy really struggles with sequels because you've got the couple together what do you do next mm-hmm. uh, i mean the, the easy answer is oh well you have them have a baby but that's usually not that funny <laughs> not that good it's just hard to have a sequel for and so that's part of it i think also it's was definitely on a they weren't spending 17 days shooting five minutes of no that, that <laughs> i feel like it was shot under them you know in yeah in under 17 days you know yes. yeah it really had that feel to it and that yeah. could be that could be part of it as well i think too you know i mean to Amy Adams' credit, she she's she, her performance is great. I and as we've talked about, I I really admired how how she could flip from being sweet Gis- Giselle to kind of crazy stepmom. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know how, how how there was parts where she she was doing that, but the story just wasn't mm-hmm. as as compelling. And I guess and I feel like in a way it should have been. And I because I, I, I love the cast, you know. Yeah, I I think. That it's worse sin is just being completely forgettable. I literally forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I hadn't reviewed it and just because I was so busy. And then I posted a, a kind of a one of my current mini reviews on my site yes. uh, with a bunch of catch up of Oscar screeners that I'd watched. And uh, and somebody was like, oh, what are you going to do? You're just enchanted to me. I'm like, oh. I completely forgot about that. Oh, disenchanted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, oh well. <laughs> I mean, that's like the greatest sin of all is to make something completely forgettable. Completely forgot, and it is because I'm with you. I'm like, I was trying to like as piece together the plot points, and I was like, what? Wow, you know, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go, and I think that we are going to do a couple of our our can rankings next. I have a couple of friends who are like really want to to do episodes. So I think that's what we're going to do for like February and maybe March. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I think definitely February, my friend Cartoon Karma really wants to do one. <laughs> so at least him, we're going to have him on for that. And uh, maybe a few others for talking Disney. But if you have movies uh, that you want us to talk about, just let us know uh, for that you think fit. Uh, with a sort of a Disney canon-ish film. Let us know. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. I definitely would give this a very high uh, entertainment rating. I mean, I don't know. It's Same definitely smile-worthy, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's terrific and holds up really well over time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still really great. Yeah. 
Well, how can people find you and your content? Stanford? All right, on Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, except for Facebook. Don't look on me for me there. Uh, but, uh, but you can also find us at Disney Talking on Twitter. So check that out. And, uh, and please like this video, please subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. Also have the patron group, which is so much fun. And we have the merch store. We can get hashtag animation junkie shirts. So please take a look at that. That helps us out. And uh, thanks so much. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Hey, bye.